Good afternoon. Um, it's the 27th of August, 2021. I think my last recording was around about 2019 under the recovery series. Look, um, I really don't have an audience, I believe, for this, but my mentor said if you don't have um, much to say, um, say whatever little it is you know to God. Say whatever burden that you may have tell the lord you know and you know i've been feeling so today specifically i've been feeling so down and because of so many things that have upset me um relational issues and so forth uh business work all of these things i don't know today it's it's almost that um there was a lot of energy you know asserted you know to you know, to, you know, opposition towards me. Anyway, I just took a walk. As I'm telling the Lord these things, you know, something has been on my mind for the past, I don't know how long, about the mind and whatnot, you know. So I'm going to specifically speak about relation, uh, like a marriage, né? and um, dominion of God in, in marriage, the authority of man, prayer, all of these things all in one. I am not going to um, make scriptural um, actual annotations in terms of reference quotes. Um, I can do that later, but I just really didn't want to make it into like a whole Bible study or thing or something like um, of the sort. However, even with that, so basically, you know, as much as whether you're married or or however, you know that you a lot of us have relational issues with our partners and so forth one thing that i've seen that with uh, with a specific reference to mine that it has robbed me so much of my internal peace and not to say anything against my partner or anything but it has robbed me so much of my internal peace and it really has distracted me and actually caused me to delay and actually cause doubt and so forth for so many other things in my life i don't know if who can relate but anyway you know, the Bible says that, I remember this quote where, where Jesus was telling his disciples that if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, right, you can say to this mountain, move and it will move. And most of know the other day when I was listening to his sermons, he quoted um, saying that, you know, uh, uh, while speaking about prayer, he said, he quoted John Wesley when he said, John Wesley once said that um, without man, God um okay, what did he say without man god will not without god man cannot right so it goes back to the bible of sorry to the uh, to the garden of eden i almost said the bible of eden where he says that let us make man in our own image and let them have dominion over this land this earth right so the dominion is is it is is in such a way that it 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 ratifies the position of man in this world that man is supposed to rule as god rules in the heavens right god could not interfere when the devil was speaking to eve because 
that was the dominion in place. And because he's a king, his word is absolute and it's law. He cannot bind it. In fact, in another verse, he says, I have placed my words above myself, meaning he binds himself with those words, so he cannot interfere. What prayer is, it is us allowing or ceding our dominion, only but temporarily, to allow the Lord to work in that specific issue. Basically, what I'm saying is that prayer allows us to access heaven's abundant resources and abilities to affect the earth. So I think this is where the wisdom comes in, where the earth was formless. It was just disarray. But because that which was celestial, spiritual, if you would say, interacted with the material and then it formed, right? And it's the same thing, that that which is spiritual, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, when the Lord came and said, I have made a promise to these people, I have said this and I have done that, but he needed a man. He needed a human being, somebody in the flesh, to execute these things. When he wanted to free his people, uh, the Israelites, he needed to speak to Moses. right? When he wanted to execute judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah, he needed to speak to, to Abraham, Noah, and so forth. So many things. When he wanted to save the world, he needed a body. Hence, unto us... Um, a child is born, Jesus, and a son is given, who is the son of God. Because we are all spirit. We all emanate from a spiritual realm, right? Uncreated beings, do you understand? To be created, do you understand? We are now created in this realm, in the flesh. I don't know if I'm making sense. So speaking about that, and then Christ then tells us of, when he's speaking to his disciples, of the latent ability that man has not accessed, because man has not been in alignment with, with the heavenlies. This is what I mean. Because Paul, also spe- uh, um, because Paul also speaks about we must focus on the things which are in Colossians. Focus on the things which are above in Christ. Right? And not below. Meaning he's saying let us get directive from the celestial. Right? Through the leadings of the Holy Spirit. That's why the Bible says the Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth. Teach us these things. Reveal these mysteries. Reveal the mind of God. Because Isaiah actually has said that we don't know the mind of God. He says, we, your, his thoughts are high above our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. But it's not supposed to be that. He was speaking that just to show the distance that we have. Job tried to understand the mind of God. He couldn't. And, you know, this is what the Bible says. That says the prophets have longed to look for the things that we are now revealed to us. That's what Paul says. Have longed to see what we now see right now, meaning the revelation of creation unto man right now. The, 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 the reclaiming of dominion and the ex- exercising of its authority from heaven to affect the matters of this world. Well, so, when, so allow me, I'm almost done, but now when Christ says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you shall say to this mountain, move, and it shall uh, be done as unto you. Now I'm thinking, and then it says, so a, a man thinks in his heart, so is he, and so forth. You know all of these verses. But I'm thinking, yo, this is so powerful. It means anything that, once I align my mind with that which is promised, with that which has been instructed, 
literally i can take the celestial and because christ just does not fumble with the words with his words rather when he said as faith as faith as small as a mustard seed so he's using something that is celestial that is spiritual that comes from the kingdom of heaven and and then applies it to the terrestrial the material and then he says it shall be done unto who unto you meaning between us we are conjoins meaning a connector an extension cord, if you will, from heaven to the things around us. But we only need to see it in our mind, believe it. That's the application of faith. And then the Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. But what is God pleased by? He's pleased by the in in in, in, in um by his intent being carried out. <laughs> When I say intent, I mean the origins of creation, what he had planned. When that is carried out through dominion over all things and circumstances, over the birth of everything, even your situation. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is what I'm talking about. He is pleased by that. So it then becomes apparent that without this like without this exercise or this application of faith of that which is spiritual, we, we are really, um, allow me to say, zombies. For what is man if not to, um, what is man here on earth in a physical body if not to exercise dominion? So you'd see that when we don't exercise dominion, we are moving in a place of dispurpose from the Lord. We become wasteful and footless expenditure as our governments would have us believe, you know, um, with these um, things that they do with the corruption and stuff. But this is what I'm saying. When I said I'm speaking about marriage, it also says when you are robbed of peace of mind, or rather when you don't have peace of mind, you know, um, actually the actual quote says, better to live alone in a desert than with a nagging wife, right? Obviously the same would go for... um, um, the same, you know, with the male counterparts and stuff. But basically, anything that robs your peace of mind, especially in a relationship setting, would actually has the great potential of moving you away from purpose. God, sorry, Paul was even saying that those that are married are concerned with marital affairs, with the things that are happening inside the marriage, which is also good, but it, it keeps you away from what you need to do. He is by no means saying that marriage is wrong, but he's saying that you will be preoccupied. So that's why you hear him speaking to the church about male and female relationships as to what the man should do, what the husband's duty is, what the wife's duty is, and so forth, and gives examples to that. So, you know what? I have come to see that anything that robs your peace moves you out of purpose because you are not in that point focusing on that which is heavenly, to change your circumstances. You are allowing yourself to be drawn into a place of um, destitution, um, abandonment, because you will feel like you're in the wilderness because you are man, but yet you know that you have dominion, but you cannot exercise it. That's the most frustrating thing ever. Being able, not being able to exercise that which you know 
you have to or that which you know is entitled to you anyway i have just seen it and i'm like you know what i've just been blown away and i'm thinking because when you look at it then it becomes you know what miles Monroe was saying just to quote him as well he says but then in that case our bodies become the central thing here while we're on earth because we need to connect that which is that which with that which is faith the celestial to that which is terrestrial which is natural but we can only do that through this body that's why once you pass once your body expires you can no longer be involved in the affairs of this life you know um you will be an ancestor to someone definitely but will not be involved in the affairs of this life because you have passed your passport as it were is gone so your body then becomes the most integral part now here's the crux if i've just shown you now we've just seen that is how the lord works and how we are supposed to work but how does the enemy work he uses the very same blueprint because he knows right now what he does is that you know paul said you can sin and sin and sin uh, but one of the sins affects the body, the passport, damages the passport. What is it? It's a sexual sin, sexual immorality. Sodom and Gomorrah, those kind of things. It was sexual immorality, meaning that... <laughs> anyway, that's a sorry, that's another story, but let me just quickly wrap it up. Um, the, 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 when you... Okay, let me just say this. No pun intended, playing devil's advocate. How do I then want to exercise my dominion and authority through men? Right? If, if, if I have convinced men that I do not exist, if I come as an angel of light, if I'm very sneaky, I look around for looking around, waiting, you know, to pounce on a, on a person, the enemy roams around like a roaring lion. I must convince them. I must come as, as an attractive stranger, as a perfect stranger. A wolf in a sheepskin, if you'd call it that. So, but how does he do that? He uses one of the uh, pledges that have been given to us also for purposes of procreation. And then says, do you understand? That's what he did to Eve. And then says, use it in this manner. Thus moving us into a place of disobedience. That's what Eve happened in the garden. In the beginning, we keep on blaming Eve, but we do the same thing. Where he uses that which God has given, be it whatever fruit. And then Eve then moves into agreement of, of, of disobedience. So when you are in disobedience, you are not in perfect faith. You cannot, your body becomes terminated. Remember what the body is, it's the passport. You cannot, for example, you, can, you can't go to vote because you can't produce a valid ID or identification, whatever it is. You can't drive because you can't, when you are stopped by the um, uh, traffic police, metro police, you can't produce these things and then they put you aside. That's why I said nothing but this sin affects the body, you know, in the way that it does. Because now you, w what is actually happening? You are in agreement with disobedience. And you have blocked a, a channel of faith to from faith as a conjoint, meaning you are stuck, right, to the material, right? And then you say, no, Deborah, do you mean that God cannot use me and all of that kind of stuff? You can be, 
used as an example, but you will not be the carrier of the message. People want to be, they feel like when they use it as an example, that they are automatically qualified to be carriers of the message. I'll qualify what I'm saying. Many will say to you, you said, Lord, 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 we cast out demons in your name. Yes, you were used as an example of my faithfulness, but you are not carriers of my um, goodness, if you'd call it that, I don't know, lack of a better term, right? Because anything that removes us away from, um, what you call this, away from purpose, anything that robs our peace of mind, whatever it is, actually prevents God from working here on earth. Without man, God will not. Without God, man cannot. Your peace of mind is robbed. And I'm putting it all together now. When your peace of mind is robbed, for whatever reason, because you don't go and talk to the Lord and whatever it does, then you're my wife, my husband. You go and then have extramarital affairs where you know that your well should sustain you. What you have done is that you have then now created a blockage, a temporary roadblock up until you repent while there's still time. A temporary roadblock. The exploits that you were supposed to do are hindered. But let me tell you, who is using your body for their own exploit? You guessed it, yes, it's the enemy. What you have done is that it's the same consignment, so sorry, the same consent that you had with um, the Lord through faith and obedience, right? To execute, let my will be done on earth, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. To execute that which is heavenly on earth. To exercise dominion, for us to exercise our dominion. It's the same approach, the same way that the enemy uses. Now remember, we are we are in agreement of the disobedience, so we have stand against the Lord. That, those who are not for me are against me, actually, in thought and deed. Who is against the, the Lord? It's the enemy, right? So we are with the enemy when we do such things. And it is an indictment on all of us, actually, when I'm saying this. I'm not preaching. I'm actually even speaking to myself here. I think maybe that's why these podcasts are, you know, are good, because you can actually hear yourself speak at the end of the day. But then now, what does the enemy do to the body? What's the content? Okay, it's fine. It means that if I'm in sexual sin, I cannot enter the throne of God because of his word, his, his holy, and we must be holy as, as he is holy. But we take the holiness and the righteousness of Jesus Christ, but it's something that you must take in confidence. The minute once your confidence is taken by way of agreement of disobedience, you will hide yourself like Eve did which is very important. That's, what, that's what's happening now. Men that go around sleeping, cheating, and all of that kind of stuff, and women that do the very same thing, have essentially hidden themselves from the Lord. They are still in the garden, but they've hidden themselves in the Lord. Right? And then the Lord is still calling in this dis- dispensation of grace. Remember with Eve and Adam, they were cast out. With this dispensation of grace, we must be scripturally true and coherent. They are still in the garden. The Lord calling and reaching out. The blood of Jesus Christ still speaks and calls out to them. 
But let me tell you what's happening in the kingdom of darkness. The less men pray, the more the devil works with those that have agreed with him. Who are those that have agreed with him? These are the ones that have agreed with the enemy to pursue the works of the enemy. We war not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, principalities, authorities in the kingdom of darkness. This is rankings in the kingdom. Cherubs, um, seraphims, archangels, those are rankings. The different degrees, those are rankings in the spiritual kingdom, especially when we speak about angelical hierarchies. So, hence I'm saying to you that when we are dabbling in these things, there's a greater move at play here. That you, people are missing out. You are missing out on what you need to do. You are missing out on purposes of your dominion. You will be kept busy by a Babylonian system. Enter Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego um, in, in Babylon. You will be kept busy by the fancy cars, the nice lifestyle, the houses, the way you'll be kept busy. It is almost as if that will become a validation of your actions moving forward. And I personally think that um, it is quite selfish of us to, to actually not... Um, you know, but the Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is self. One of the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, one of the components is self-control. And the Lord helps us with that. Not, it's selfish of us not to exercise our dominion. Because in essence, our dominion actually is not just fella uh, or just only about you reaching to the heights of your career. It's always in relation to other people. Once you have cleaned your passport, which is your body, you have aligned yourself to faith, the spiritual, then you can say, Lord, as it is there, up there, the glory that is um, uh, your temple, let it be seen here. What is the glory of God? The glory then of the Lord then becomes this, that we, you know, when the plants, when the Lord said, let there be light, let create plants and what, 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 what all of these things, when you speak about creation, when animals and when fish swim in the sea, whales in the sea, lions roar, what, what, dogs bark, whatever. The Bible says when the stars shine, the Bible says even the phenomena, meaning the stars, the celestial, tells of his, um, tells of his hand, shows of his handiwork, right? Now, um, all being tell of his glory, meaning when these, all of these elements come to themselves, meaning when a plant grows, a fish swims, for example, right? A human comes into dominion. That is us telling of the Lord's glory. Do you understand? That is the Lord's handiwork. So they are doing what they're supposed to be doing. When a plant in a tree grows, giving oxygen, all of those kind of, they are giving the Lord glory because they are, they are doing what they are supposed to be doing. They are not in, diso in agreement with disobedience. That's why he speaks <laughs> to the ocean as if, as if it has a mouth. He says, I have told the ocean that here and no more. It will go up to here and no more. 
That's why he speaks to these animals as if that he responds, as if as if that they can respond. He says, but you snake, why did you then agree with the enemy? Because of that, you will crawl. Maybe it could be the advent of dinosaurs. Who knows? <laughs> right? Yes, maybe indeed evolution took place. Like to say, you will crawl, but instead of having a big head, what if the Tyrannosaurus was actually kind of smaller? Maybe it was raptors. I don't know. But you hear the Lord speaking to these things. But he's always addressing. He said, you use your passport as an animal not to give me glory, but to, but to interfere. Right? When the pigs were invaded, they couldn't take it. They said, no, we were here to give that rather run into the ocean. Because all of these things, all of these demons, these un supernatural demonic things, they are always looking for a host that will agree with them. The same way that the Lord is looking for one that will agree with him to exercise his work on earth. Whenever we agree with the enemy, tacitly or otherwise, he can function through us. We move into the realm where he is king. Remember we spoke about rulers, powers, principalities and authorities. We move into a realm where he is king. Where the enemy is king and he can exercise dominion over us, over our lineage. But there is one that is greater. Hallelujah. There is one that has risen above. There is one that has made all his footstool. There is one that is 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 majesty defined there is one that holds the keys of life and death there is one that has dismayed and disrupted this kingdom has done it and is doing it through his church through the blood of jesus the accuser of men has been silenced through one person's passport his passport, from his passport travel documents, which is his body, Jesus, the child that was born, from the son that was given to us, he validated everyone else's passports. Or oh, you must just only come and get stamped. What is just getting stamped for you to travel? You, you Come and get your visa for you to travel everywhere. What is that? Becoming born again, born of the Spirit. Do you understand? A renewal of the spirit. A renewal of dominion. A transferal of purpose. Do you understand? A goal, um, um, what you call this? Um, um, a goal setter or, or you could even say clarification of your goals. Rather. It is so important to hold and to keep to our peace of mind because that's what Paul was saying that the enemy walks around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. How does he devour us? Beloved, renew your minds. Romans 12 verse 1 and 2 says. Renew your minds. Guard your heart from it comes to issues of, of, of you know, uh, of life. Do you understand? You know, we, you know, we are told in Proverbs. Transform your mind through the reading of these things so that we can understand, Lord. What is your will? So that we can also say, when asked by the Pharisees, who are you? Why do you call yourself that? Why are you a Christian? Why are you that? Why are you doing these things? Who are you? Then we can say, much like our Savior, I only do that which I see my Father doing. I only say that which I hear my Father saying. It's very important. It's very incumbent upon us to actually do that.
so if you've listened this far, it means <laughs> um, I, I may have raised an interesting point, but it is fact. But thank you so much for listening. It's my thoughts. <sighs> Father, thank you so much for the person listening in, be it by recording or however it is. It came to them, it came to their ears. The Bible says, your word says, to whom much is given, much is required. You know that you have given much. And you are waiting on this person right now, myself included. You require much. This is what you have said when you have said that greater works we will do because you go to the Father. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that leads us into all truth. Because he is our friend and our comforter, we ask that we do not alienate him. We ask that we do not make him and turn him into an enemy or make ourselves an enemy of him. We ask, O oh Father, that we may not grieve him through our actions and our conduct. But let our minds be open, even when we feel that we cannot. May he remind us that in him, we can, in you, we can do all things. You strengthen us through the power of your Holy Spirit. The life-giving power, the one that resurrected you from the dead. It's the same power that is available to us right now. We thank you for giving us access to your heavenly kingdom, for us to affect authority even on this earth. I pray right now, Father, that I take authority because it is your will. Every stronghold, every mindset that is set in us against your will, we come against it in Jesus' name. We tear it down. We uproot it. But yet, Father, we also speak life. We also speak life. That, that which was a stronghold, may your presence dwell. As your angels of fire guarded your presence, the garden of your presence, let it guard the precious. Let it guard the precious of your creation, which is us, your children. Let the seraphims, as they guard your presence, when you are with us, which is always, let it guard the minds and the hearts of these believers. Open up their hearts. Your word says that when you hear these words, do not harden our hearts. Lord, we do not harden our hearts right now. We pray that your word may fall on the good souls of our hearts, that we will not forget this message, that we will remember to keep our mind in peace. In fact, your word says that you keep us in perfect peace. We thank you for the blood of Jesus, which we still have access to right now, the blood of redemption and righteousness, that we can stand before you, before creation, in a place that you have given us dominion with our passports, with our bodies. And we are overcomers through Christ. You have said we overcame by what? By the blood of righteousness, the blood of Jesus Christ of your son. And by the word of our testimony. It is our testimony today that we have come from death to life. That you have given us beauty for ashes and life for death. I speak life into the marriages, the families, the mind of everyone listening here, even my own. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.